Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Welcome everybody to the Safina Society Nothing But Facts live stream on a beautiful, gorgeous fall Tuesday in the great state of New Jersey. As we and the world follow uh, the situation in Philistine. And there's a lot, there are a lot of facets to this to be discussed and are being discussed all over the place and um and it is it's you know duly so for these issues to be discussed and the first issue is what i believe is the most important one is sense of context and that there's an agreement clearly all over the world that um anyone official any corporation any politician any company that is worth anything in the United States, just jumping like a, a obedient lapdog to show their effusive love for Israel. And willfully, because, be ignorant, be unaware, be um, pretend that this thing did not happen out of a context and that just the there is a, a type of Bad, simply a bad guy, right? That just wants destruction for Israel out of mm, jealousy or, or whatever. Okay, and it's an absurd, and it's it's <coughs> extremely obvious when you contrast anything official that that involves um, serious money, and you look at social media. When you contrast the two you see a huge difference. So the official world, the grown-ups of the globe, you could say, the elites, anybody who is connected heavily in the world, they got one line, okay, which is Israel has the right to defend itself, repeated same mantra, okay? But you go down to social media and you see what regular people who can speak their mind think. It's all another story. Thank you, young man. Inshallah. Okay, it's a whole different story. That's the first thing that you always got to keep in mind of uh, never to be looped into this. And I know many, many people, they live their lives in officialdom. Many people who live in corporate America, who maybe in the medical field, in hospitals with colleagues of diverse backgrounds, maybe IT executives, a lot of our community members, they live in officialdom, okay? <clears throat> and unfortunately, there are even some masajid that are that are uh, driven by founders or board members who live in that world and have rendered the masjid a mirror to that world. They live in officialdom. They cannot open their mouth with anything. Okay. <clears throat> so on one hand, we got to understand that that the that's the official narrative of the world. And but, but just because a ton of people are repeating something doesn't make it right. A ton of people are repeating all sorts of nonsense about uh, one party getting the right to defend itself as if there's no context to what Israel has done to the Palestinians. Okay, that's number one. But number two, on the other hand, I do sympathize and recognize people have jobs 
they they live in a certain life. I have people very close to me. They say, I, I had to, what is this, a canary mission that lawyers are on? They can't utter a word, right? They cannot utter a single word about this subject. So I do understand, and I recognize, I'm not like, you can't be just naive and say, everyone's got to talk the truth. No, I recognize some people, their world does not allow them to um, utter every truth that they believe in. Is there a role for that in Islam? Yes, there is a place for that in Islam. The Prophet ﷺ said, if you see a wrong, change it with your hands. When do you do that? When you're legally permitted to do so. Um, in your home, in your company that you own, in your property. Okay, change it with your hand. If you cannot do that, then change it with your tongue. When do you change it with your tongue? When you have knowledge. When you have the platform. When you have the ability to read or, or to speak. And when there will not be a backlash worse than the forbidding of the wrong. And if you cannot even do that, then what? Then hate it in your heart. The Prophet said this for a reason. So for the American Muslims out there in the world who cannot speak, okay, I recognize that reality, but at least you have to hate it in your heart. And you cannot buy into this uh, repeated stuff that these are just a bunch of terrorists that with no context. The Irish people are the most sympathetic to Palestinians because they have been beaten down by the British and they know what kind of, of, of mind games and what kind of media narrative is going to be promoted against them when they're all there fighting for their freedom for hundreds of years. And anything they do, the British called them terrorists. What is the difference between a freedom fighter and a terrorist? Right? We have such a short, such a, it's, it's such a, um, uh, intentional, you know, uh, intentional, what's the word that I used here? It's intentional amnesia and a selective outrage. So I have to start off with that because that's the most basic thing I believe that some people in our people in our community should be aware of and should not fall trapped to some pe people who, who are constantly in the official world. Okay. The world that is financially, uh, buttressed by all of these, uh, banks that have to be politically correct. And all of these, all the money sources that have to be deferential towards Israel. Okay. Look, be as deferential as possible. Say the truth at the same time. The number of people for every single one person that you could, that, that's been shown <clears throat> in the official media that suffered in Israel, I'll give you a thousand or more over the past 70 years that have suffered 10 times worse at the hands of these Israelis. We don't know that there, as a fact, that IDF soldiers would be perched up as snipers and sniped down on a woman who is clearly pregnant because the Palestinians always used to say the most dangerous weapon is the womb of a woman. It's a Palestinian womb. Why? Because we'll simply outnumber you someday. Okay? That, that, that's a fact. That is a fact. Okay? 
I follow one of these. Um, I follow one of these sites, and I'm going to read you actually from this. These I follow one of these. Excuse me, I got the throat. I got the chest. Okay. Um, yeah, that's how Egyptians um, refer to their sicknesses. The lowest level of education possible needed. Uh, the heart, the chest, the throat. Just the organ that hurts. Breaking the silence, BTS Israel okay, is an Israeli veterans organization aimed at raising awareness to dire consequences of prolonged military occupation. Breakingthesilence.org.il is their website. Okay. I like to follow this because this is like right out of the horse's mouth. These are ex-IDF soldiers. And IDF soldiers who turned out to be paper tigers. When I woke up that morning, I saw the, the news and I thought, oh, uh, Israel went in to Gaza again. And I shut it off. I just saw a headline. I didn't realize until later on it was the other way around. That was a 50-year um, anniversary gift of, of the, uh, this time the uh, people of Gaza, their Hamas, going into Israel itself. I realize that. Okay. Now, look what breaking the silence is. And, and what does Allah tell us about the Yahudi? He said, you will find from people, from Ahlul Kitab, those, if you give them a mountain of gold to preserve it for you, they'll preserve it for you. Some of them tell the truth. We could talk about Hamas's cruel and criminal actions, or we can focus on how our Jewish supremacist government brought us to this point. Okay. But as former Israeli soldiers, our job is to talk about what we were sent to do. The truth about the IDF. This force that every one of these people, some local mayors, okay, everyone who is putting up the, the blue and white. You remind me of the 19, late 20s and 30s, everyone who got in line and ignored what was happening to the Jews in Germany. Ignored it. And just sweep it under the rug because everyone else is sweeping it under the rug. That's the, the mental sort of problem that, that people end up with is that, well, if everyone else is doing that, I'm not going to be really found guilty. Yes, you will. If not, dunya then akhirah. Israel's security policy for decades has been to manage the conflict. Successive Israeli governments insist on round after round of violence as if any of it will make a difference. They talk about security, deterrence, changing the equation. All of these are code words for bombing the Gaza Strip to a pulp. Always justified as targeting terrorists, yet always with heavy civilian casualties. Again, the words, the framing... Terrorists? What about a freedom fighter? The U.S. gets to choose? No. I don't think anybody gives two hoots anymore what the Western media has to say because they're, it's clearly your pet. It's your, the, the, the divide between what happens in publications like this 
versus publications like the New York Times. It's so obvious. One is just corporate spin, not corporate spin. Now it's 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 one is just national. Uh, uh, like the third world, they have these national news stations. The nation owns the news station. What do you think it's going to say? Okay. Propaganda. Just national propaganda for Israel. In between these rounds of violence, we make life impossible for the Gazans. Then we act surprised when it all boils over. How do they make life impossible? They don't let them out. They don't let them out. They don't let supplies in. They may delay the electricity. They may shut off the water sometimes. Stuff like that. We talk about normalization with the UAE and now Saudi. While hoping the world will turn a blind eye to the open air prison we built in our backyard. Jimmy Carter is the first one to use the word open air prison. Apart from the unfathomable violation of human rights, we've created a massive security liability for our own citizens. See, look, you can be a victim and you can handle that victimization graciously. Say, look, it's from Allah. It's a test. Yes, I want justice. Yes, I want to see my enemy suffer. Yes, but I know at the end of the day, this is a test. Okay? And they are going to meet their... At, at a certain point, I can't let my heart become so filled with rage. That is the right way to handle a tribulation. However, if you handle a tribulation with, oh God, why did you do this to me? What did you do this to me? Kufr. And a nonstop hatred of your enemy. Like you never come to the realize, all right, yeah, I do hate the guy, but I can't stop. Keep thinking about him. I got to move on. I got to clean my heart. Yes, I hate him. Yes, I want to see him in suffer. Just, justly. Okay, and I'm not forgiving, but simultaneously, I can't keep living like this either. You cannot live healthy with this much hatred in my heart. So I'm just going to put it aside until justice happens. Okay, that's the other option, right? And on top of that, then uh, you don't keep talking about it. You move on. All right, it's over. It happened in the past. Let's not keep talking about it unless we're going to just sort of prepare not to happen again, but we're not going to keep talking about this. That is a normal way to handle a trauma. Now, if you do the opposite of those things, you will guaranteed you will become the, the, the villain in the future. You will internalize it. You will become that because you filled your heart with so many negative feelings. You've overwhelmed your heart with anger and hatred. Where is it going to go? When a lightning bolt comes into a human being, it has to go out. It doesn't diffuse itself inside the body. It comes out somewhere, usually through a finger or something like that. Okay? It has to come out. The anger, the bitterness that you see from some of these folks regarding the past oppressions that they faced, it has to come out, and it comes out on the Gazans. Ahle Gaza are the ones who are, Allah has chosen them to take this punch from these people okay and this is what this is what's happening they've been they just they don't see it the whole world is just blind to the fact that history is repeating itself but the characters are now swapped the victim is now a villain why because you didn't handle your victim properly they didn't clean your heart out and say listen okay i yeah i do hate them but i had to also move on right in a sense like i can't keep 
rehashing this thing and re reliving it and reviving it is that the, is not the right way to handle something and, and boiling on the inside with hatred of the person who victimized me this is not the right way that a, 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 a person should to handle this stuff okay they will become the opposite now because when a lightning bolt comes inside you, when a bad thing comes inside you, you don't handle it properly, it's going to come out of you. The question Israelis are asking all day is now. The IDF is so dominant. The IDF is pumping themselves up on social media. You notice this, right? The IDF is like all over like trying to be cool and stuff. In the past month or so, I'm a year or so, Omar, have you noticed this? IDF soldiers on TikTok? IDF women dancing on TikTok? Posting memes. Posting memes. Like, yeah. wait a second. Where were you then? Like, IDF is like a brand now. It's a right? tactic they use. It's a tactic, right? To make people love them. If people aren't stupid. Though. Same with presidency, right? Like, you see uh, people, they'll vote for, oh, who's, he's cool. You know, like, he's such a cool guy. Yeah. They love Barack Obama because, oh, he's such a nice guy. And yeah. look at what he did. You can ignore what he did because he yeah. was a cool person. Let's separate between what they do and this this type of uh, trying to get the youth to like you, essentially. TikTok, IDF tick, uh, uh, soldiers dancing on TikTok. It's a thing, right? Okay. So they're very present in social media. But then let's ask ourselves, what happened? Now, this brings up one of the other facets of this whole situation. It's only one or two possibilities. Or three possibilities, actually third one's pretty far off the first possibility is probably the most obvious and the most accurate in that it's a straight-up intelligence failure meaning you're twerking on tiktok all day and forgot to do your job right <laughs> you're overconfident but you know what what does that tell us that tells us is that actual hamas is not a threat otherwise you'd be hyper vigilant this would never happen I saw a picture of one of the borders just being bulldozed the fence, the border of Israel, just a fence and a kid, 17. He didn't even know what he's doing. Uh, pushing a bulldozer through and just breaking through the fence. Kids like you, right? Skinny. You wouldn't even worry about them, right? If you saw them walking on the street. Bro, bulldozing through laughing they can't believe it that was easy bulldoze right through the fence i wish we had the picture okay yeah look it up kids bulldoze through fence that's it that wait we got into israel that easy our world highly most highly funded defense forces like and and they got scared and they got their own version of martial arts what's it called Yehudi makshava or something like that right they got their own superior Everything is meant to, it's like a brand now. Israeli uh, uh, martial arts, uh, whatever, IDF, you get this impression that this is the highest level military out there. So either one, it's an either intelligence failure, which intelligence failure also will tell you a couple other things. Either number one, serious divisions on the inside with the Supreme Court, with what Netanyahu is doing that caused them not to look anymore at, okay, uh, uh, Hamas or number two is that they were doing their job but Hamas has such lack of activity 
they sort of fell asleep on the job in the sense that a security guard needs constant threats, okay, to stay sharp. If the defense hasn't been receiving any shots on goal, they're going to be asleep, which tells us that Hamas probably wasn't doing anything for de- for a long time. And then this suddenly came about, okay? So the other possibility is that they allowed this to happen because they found out they could benefit a lot from it. All right, but that means that they'll, they sold you know, their reputation to the world, right? They embarrass themselves, right? Number three, this is the, this one I, I don't accept, is that they're the ones who actually did it. That's ridiculous. To me, that's ridiculous. Not, so that's not plausible in my view. What's plausible is that, okay, um, what's plausible is that they allowed it to happen, but I don't think it's likely. I think it's just straight up the simplest answer is probably the most obvious one. This is what Breaking the Science is asking. Why was the IDF seemingly absent while hundreds of Israelis were slaughtered in their homes and on the streets? Okay, here's another answer. The unfortunate truth, they were preoccupied with the West Bank. We send soldiers to secure settler incursions into Palestinian city of Neblus to chase Palestinian children in Hebron to protect settlers as they carry out pogroms. Settlers demand that Palestinian flags are removed from the streets of Huwara. Soldiers are sent to do it. Our country decided decades ago that it's willing to forfeit the security of its citizens in our towns and cities in, ma- in favor of maintaining control over an occupied civilian population of millions, all for the sake of settler messianic agenda. Big division in Israel. Allah told us this. You think they are one, unified. But their hearts are far away. They hurt each other badly. They, they injure one another badly. And the liberals amongst them despise the religious. They despise them. And their religious folks, they would probably, I would say, make the Taliban look liberal. It's a slap on their face when they have to defend the people who are at the gay exactly. rave. Exactly. The gay rave. Yep. And then now they have to defend them. It's the, a slap on your face. The, the, sol- the soldiers tend to be liberals. Why? Because the hardcore conservatives there, okay? Hardcore conservatives there. They study the Torah and they don't attend military service. They're exempted from military service. So they're, 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 you know, furious by this. The idea that we can manage conflict without ever having to solve it is once again collapsing before our eyes. It's not sustainable. It held up until now because only a few dared to challenge it. These heartbreaking events could change that. They must. This is not sustainable. Somebody said to me, why don't you just admit Israel was conquered? Israel conquered Palestine. There's no war anymore because they conquered it. I said, no, yes. When It's a yes and no. You could argue that. And it is the case for what they call the Israeli Arabs. In other words, all of that other land, besides West Bank and Gaza, that, okay, we've conquered you. Now that we've conquered you, we are your overlords, your protectors. We give you citizenship, right? And you could have your own 
have your own Jewish law for Jews. Non-Jews will have their own set of laws. Of course, they don't have that concept, but they have a concept of Israeli Arabs, right? The problem is that Gaza, you haven't neither. Are you, is it a state on its own, nor are you uh, absorbing it into Israel? That's the problem. You just left it in no man's land. That's what's unacceptable. That's the sore, and that's the Achilles heel. Okay. Okay. All right. So that that's the main point here, and that's the main problem. Uh, and why this portion of the land is giving them all the issues. I want to go back to that to this guy breaking the silence. The idea that we can manage conflict without ever having to solve it. All right, this again is the problem. They're never going to solve this. They're never going to give them citizenship. They're never going to give them statehood. That leaves really only one possibility that they have been saying they're going to do, haven't yet done it, probably just waiting for world opinion to change. And that is just wipe them all clean. Right? How many millions of people live in Gaza? Can you look it up for me? Listen to this crazy guy. Okay? Two million people. Mm. Listen to this crazy guy. Yaakov Wolf, okay, Hasidic Jew, they're allowed to tweet? I don't even know that. At Yaakov Wolf, he says, flatten everything, spare no school, no children's hospital, no old age home, delete their entire gene pool off the face of the earth. And what does he have here for this? 1,300 retweets. Let's actually see the tweet itself. Okay. Yakovov is just, you know, this is a regular guy, right? But that's just starting to tell you the sentiment. Multiply that by 100,000 now. Don't take, don't underestimate little voice like this. Okay. Someone shared a, uh, a screenshot from, I think, uh, like an Israeli Discord server. And subhanAllah, I couldn't read it, but from what it seemed like, there was a, a picture of all the dead Palestinian children. And, uh, there was like some Hebrew writing. Apparently, they were like laughing about it and they were cheering. And the, the reactions, you know how you can react to yeah. an image? It had like thousands and th- thousands of like hearts and laughing emojis and all from all these uh, Israeli guys. Let me tell you that in their verse of Deuteronomy, what they believe in is that every man, woman, children, child, and animal of the Gentiles should be wiped off the earth. This guy's practicing his religion. Okay? People are acting as if Hamas is a structured military. In reality, every person in Gaza, okay, is potential mass military and should be killed. I'd love to see everyone without a dog in the fight acting very level-headed. Let me see if you'd remain as composed and calm, okay, when you have these people amongst your community. It's a choice between survival or the Geneva Convention. Like extreme rhetoric here. But always look for the extreme rhetoric and see if it's going to catch on. Okay. All right, look at this guy. Screw the UN, screw the international community, play by your enemy's rules. 
So you got these are the extremes, but these are really not the extremes inside of Netanyahu's followership. That's his main base. All right, this is his this is his main ba uh, base. All right, so what else is is part of this? Is that which nation is helping Hamas in this? And it's the Shia countries. It's Iran, according to most opinion, and it's Hezbollah. And where are the Sunni countries? Happily capitulating, obeying the United States of not helping, or through Sinai. Um, going through normalization, all right? Normalizing relations with Israel. So it's it's really like uh, a shame exactly what's what the, what these folks are doing. Okay. And funny thing is because non-Muslims are always looking and say, "Hold on a second. Why aren't you? Is Israel, Egypt getting involved? Why is Saudi helping out Hamas, helping out people of Gaza?" You commonsensical question, right? But this stuff can never happen if you, unless you don't have people capitulating on the inside. Okay, capitulation from the inside is extremely important. Another thing, a lot of this stuff turned out to be a paper tiger. Israel's Iron Dome. This article here, Israel, Israel's Iron Dome has been described as one of the most effective air defense systems on the planet. So what is the Iron Dome? Essentially, it's, I guess, encircles a part of Israel or a bunch of it, part of it, with uh, rocket launchers that would disrupt missiles as they come in. That's the idea was designed to respond to short-range threats from Gaza and southern Lebanon and has successfully intercepted thousands of rockets. Okay? But where does it fall out, though? I guess the fallout just falls down, but they blow up in the sky and it falls down. Israel's Ministry of Defense says it is capable of handling multiple threats simultaneously up to 90% success rate. But the intensity of the rocket barrage from Hamas militants in its surprise attack on early Saturday morning, managed to saturate the system. Thousands upon thousands were fired. Okay. Allah says, they will not fight you except in fortified cities, behind fortified cities or behind walls. Never face to face. Crazy, they got an iron dome. Experts say if the Iron back, if Iran-backed Hezbollah gets involved, the militant Shia group based in Lebanon, then Israel will be facing much larger bombardments. Did the mighty Iron Dome fail? Okay. And will it be able to help hold off the situation in the Middle East if it escalates? Okay. How does the Iron Dome work? The short-range Iron Dome... Can you put a picture up the Iron Dome, please? Get a minute. Short-range Iron Dome missile defense system was developed by state-owned Rafael Advanced Defense Systems with U.S. backing. Hold on a second. Shouldn't we be saying something? United States. There should be a graphic. Put up, yeah, put up, yeah, put up Iron Dome graphics. See if we get a graphic here. How much money are we paying? And they failed. 
Of course. Yeah, like that. Or that one right there. Yeah, you choose. How much money are we paying from the tax money to Israel? Well, where's the money going if you're failing like this? Hamas. Six guys, it has said, six leaders planned this. This was not, um, as many people thought, Iran got together with Russia and planned this with Hamas. No, apparently that is not the dominant saying. The dominant statement right now is that, according to the Guardian New York Times, six Hamas leaders, that's it, planned this underground for months, did not even tell their own soldiers what was happening until the morning of. Right? This is a 1 a.m. wake up to get this thing rolling by 5 a.m. Okay. And they, what? how much money do they have? How much resources do they have? And this multi-billion dollar operation, Iron Dome, turned out to be useless. Not 100% useless, but very useless. The system consists of three main elements. The launcher and its interceptors, a ground-based multi-mission radar and a control system. The truck-towed units, these are units uh, on tow trucks, essentially fire radar-guided missiles to blow up targets in midair. Well, what if someone blows up the units, right? It basically intercepts the rockets and missiles with its own rocket interceptor and uses radar to detect and track them. I mean, this happened, they used to do this in the Iraq war too. I remember that. Saddam used to fire the Scud missiles and the Americans would fire the Patriot missile. Okay. Patriot missile was a heat sensored and it would track down the Scud, the Iraqi Scud missile and collide in the middle of the air. Okay. Well, what happens if somebody, if they fire the launch, if they attack the launcher? What happens if, you know, the enemy would naturally target the launcher? Then you have no Iron Dome anymore. So they have 10 Iron Dome batteries deployed around the country. They can provide city-sized coverage against rockets with ranges between 4 and 70 kilometers. Okay? According to the IDF. Each battery is able to defend up to 155 square kilometers and strategically placed around cities and populated areas. A battery includes three to four launchers, and each launcher can hold 20 interceptors. So do the math. Depending on how many missiles are being fired at you, you need to have overlapping coverage of your Iron Dome batteries. To give an idea of the coverage that you'd need, if you're defending against 1,000 incoming missiles, you need at least 1,000 missile interceptors. This is some tough math, man. For every one, you need one. Each battery reportedly costs $100 million. Okay? Up to $160 million. And each interceptor missile costs $50,000. To conserve interceptors, the radar system quickly determines whether a rocket is on course to hit a populated area. If not, they ignore it. While the Iron Dome plays a key role, 
in Israel's defense, it doesn't work alone. If part, it is part of Israel's multi-tier air defense alongside with the David sling system, also known as the magic wand. Listen, you are not David. You are Goliath. Okay? You're not David anymore. <clears throat> Which covers the middle layer. Now, did the Iron Dome fail in the Hamas attack? The IDF claims that the Iron Dome can have 85 to 90% success rate. The system is highly regarded. And its success rates over the past decade have gained international attention. Raphael says it has delivered two Iron Dome batteries to the U.S. Army in Ukraine. Or it has also been seeking a supply in its war with Russia. But like any air defense system, it has its weaknesses. Okay, these were displayed when it became overwhelmed by Hamas's surprise attack over the weekend. So Hamas, a non-military, a non-state, on its first attempt, has overwhelmed this multi-million dollar, billion dollar air defense system. Okay, what, ha- <laughs> what happened? They deployed 5,000 rockets in 20 minutes, completely overwhelming the system. 2,200 were fired, but did not release figures on how many of those were intercepted. Okay. It said rockets were fired towards southern and central Israel, including Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. Okay. The attack was intended to deplete the number of missile interceptors in the Israeli systems. You've seen footage of these interceptors, missiles, blowing up Hamas rockets in midair. But it's got a limited number of these interceptors, missiles, at any one time. So one way to defeat it is to simply overwhelm it. And that's a weakness in the air defense system. Are you serious? That's how simple it is? That's how simple the whole thing is, right? So we know that you have a limited number of interceptors, and we're just going to overwhelm your systems? You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but my perception of this government stuff and and, and American-Israel relations and defense was that it was far more sophisticated than this. This is a really, it truly is a paper tiger. Okay. Iran Nur News said the attacks showed that, contrary to its claims of intelligence security dominance over resistance, Israel could not protect their operations and that its Iron Dome was nothing but a dome of straw above a sandcastle. Even the most effective system can struggle okay, when you, set, when you get saturation attack. From what I've seen, the air defense was still extraordinarily impressive. When I look at for the damage and destruction, it's pretty limited from rockets and missiles. Like you need a lot of interceptors and a lot of launchers. Okay. Now, while rockets were uh, uh, filling the skies Saturday morning, Palestinians were infiltrating from land, sea, and air. I, I keep laughing at the air. Paragliders? You heard about that, Omar? They came in like over certain walls that couldn't be penetrated with paragliders. No. Things that people like kids take on vacations, those rickety things. No. You take on a vacation. Dude, there was a concert, (laughs) and you see all of a sudden 
It's almost like birds that aren't <laughs> flying right. Nervous kids on paragliders, <laughs> right? <laughs> what in the world? Oh, here's the picture. Look, look. This is the picture of them breaking in on land. Okay? Breaking in on land. All it is, here, all it is, is a bulldozer. A bulldozer. Bro, it's a, he's wearing a polo shirt. <laughs> he's got a stomach. It's an Uncle Sob, right? Look, look at the guy operating the thing. You are, are fighting this. Oh my gosh. You lost to this. <laughs> it's a guy from <laughs> Patterson or something. I don't know, a regular Palestinian dude. And he's not even on, he's like riding. You know, they go to Egypt and people riding on the edge of buses and Karachi <laughs> holding, on. holding on. That's how you got into Israel with billions of dollars of tax money from America and all Kav Maga and all this nonsense. And this. Oh my gosh. It's just like, I wouldn't call this a war. Honestly, I can't call it a war. A real, true military with some flip-flops, just like Afghanistan. Shepherds, shepherds who had never seen, you know, military equipment before. Hey, go, fight. And that's it. They broke through the fence. That was it. Palestinian militants. These are not. These are militants. Look, these are a bunch of kids. It's like your average guy. Look at this. This is a bunch of kids. That is. That's your militant that you're worried about. Okay. I'm. Look, let me count here. These kids are not even over 18 years old. Look at these guys with a bicycle. Look at these people with flip flops. Flip flops. But what does it tell you? It just tells you where they're, you're dealing with the people, they're scrappy and willing to fight you because of what you've done. I bet you, if you had treated these people sort of decently, these are regular people here. These are not militants. How can you be a militant at the age of 15, right? What do you know about the world? If they had treated them nicely and decently, they probably would have softened and moved on with life, Right? That's, that's what I see here, regular people. If you treated them with some decency, they probably would have been no different than Egyptians, anyone else. All right, capitulate. This is the new order of things. I'm eating, right? I'm watching soccer. I'm buying nice clothes. What guy's wearing a Yankee cap? What, what militant is wearing a Yankee cap? Okay. This is a Palestinian kid. He just wants to be like anyone else, but he can't live anymore. Like, life is intolerable in Gaza. You guys are doing this to yourself. Okay? Honestly, these are regular people. One guy's got, you know, ripped up sandals, ripped up clothes. So, I mean, I would be, I mean, honestly, if the IDF say, listen, we're going to war. Oh, well, let's, let's do intel on the, uh, on the enemy. And this is what I come up with, right? That's my enemy? I'd be embarrassed. Obviously, that's not the totality of Hamas, but the fact that this is their, who they recruited to do the land assault, and you call this a land assault? I don't see a weapon here. Where, where, this is the land assault that they're talking about.
I don't see a weapon here. Because here we are, the news here, this is ABC from Australia. This is the picture they chose to put. Now, of course, this is an official propaganda. They're going to do official Israeli, you know, uh, leaning news reporting. If there was a worse picture, wouldn't they have put that? Most of the pictures out there cannot be traced, whether they're true or not. Okay? It's not, it's not well-known or it's not verified. A lot of the pictures there are not verified. Okay. Subhi, speak to us, Subhi. Dr. Davis says, if Hezbollah gets involved, then the Iron Dome will be completely saturated. They have 150,000 rockets and missiles. Problem Israel is going to face is if Hezbollah gets involved, which seems likely. Okay. Because it will completely overwhelm the Iron Dome. All right. So, Subhay, speak to us. What is Subhay saying? No, I didn't mean, I'm not recruiting. Those are the people, though. Those are the, those are the Palestinians who went in. And this is what the... Uh, publication is putting as a land attack a land attack some amus from the from from phyllis from reza riding on top of a caterpillar one guy driving it right and they go through a fence and some people with flip-flops i'm telling you all right what are we reading next That, uh, is it related to this? Are they raising for this? <laughs> for a Philistine? Go ahead, play it. All right, so we got, we are supporting an organization that's raising money for Philistine, for families in Gaza. Sending the link in the chat. Uh, Subhi is saying all these pictures are you know regular people who came in after the land troops. There are Hamas soldiers, of course. Yeah, as I said, this is not the only thing, but this was definitely one of the things that publications have been put around. Al Qasam's telegram live streamed an actual land assault. Okay, that was you know like a professional military land assault. I didn't see that one, but um, I'm not surprised that that's the case. So I'm just going to slide through these real quick. Uh. All right, look at this organization that we are supporting here at Sophia Society. Sham and Chaos. Uh, does that say Sham and Chaos? And crisis, yeah. Huh? Crisis. Sham and Crisis, I mean. You can save a family by donating 500 British pounds. Next slide. So this is also... I mean, all right, this is also the stuff that goes with it, and that's how much you could support it for. Keep going. 100 pounds, an emergency survival kit. Uh, that's also okay. some information, for, that's contact information for anyone. Information about what goes in it. 
and you could pause and you could do take a picture of the the little barcode there. Next, ten pounds, you get a medical aid kit. Next, for sixty pounds, you get a food pack. Thirty pounds, an emergency shelter. And then this is uh, from the news. So this is the uh, correspondent. He's on the ground right now in. In Palestine. That's a correspondent that with the organization that we're working with. And this is him on uh, one of the, uh, the news articles. And he made it so, in a, onto one of the British uh, magazine covers. And let's see now. So this is him. Uh, it's a picture of him as well. This is a picture of him working and saving kids. Mashallah. And you have. And then is there a video? Yeah, there's also a video. I'll, I'll play the video as well. But. Uh, okay, so. Some, this is him also on the. This is what we could do. We could help with our money. So I'm going to play a video. All right, here's a video. Read us the website, please. Yeah, one second. So there's also uh, another video I want to play. Another video. Let's Sorry hear it. The, the bad layout. It's, I have to do this in a rush. So let's see. So he's saying, open up the Qassam Telegram. All right, I'll get onto that. It's crazy. People just sharing stuff on. Like a war is going on. It's being streamed on Telegram. It's crazy. While Almud is pulling that up now, the latest, as of 10 minutes ago, Israel is pounding Gaza with deadly airstrikes. More than 100,000 people are displaced. It is in a complete state of siege. There is no electricity. There is no water. The country's priority is now to obliterate Hamas. Really, Palestinians. Don't say Hamas, just put Palestinians. Uh, Ghazawin, at least. Okay, click so it. This is also my first time watching these, but... Um, okay, click. Yeah. so what's the name of the website so I sent the link in the chat 
Uh, it's actually it's, it's from Safina, so I, I don't know the details to be honest. Uh, Mar just kind of sent me last minute, mm. but uh, it's uh, let's see. Yeah, uh, I, read it it, out I, I pinned it in the chat. So we're working with his brother. He's on he's on the ground uh, the ground as you can see, um, helping the uh, people in need. Yeah, so we're 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 very lucky to have a connection right on the ground. So your money's going literally uh, to the that man and, and the organization, and uh, we'll inshallah ta'ala uh, go straight to help people. He's literally on the ground right now and that, that's where we're at today it's wall-to-wall coverage of this battle this war clearly we are delaying the release of anything else um podcast or anything else it's just going to be all of this uh all day and all night for the next uh, few days and unfortunately here's the problem is that after a week or so the world will forget this something will happen but Gaza will be in shambles yet again. Okay, And there will be dozens upon dozens of orphans, dozens upon dozens of widows, dozens upon dozens of Aramil, which is basically people are now maimed and cannot live. Okay. All right. Um, sports reporter Jackson Frank was let go by phillyvoice.com after he responded saying solidarity with Palestine to a 76ers tweet condemning Hamas. A sports reporter in Philadelphia. And this is the weird thing. I'm not saying him, but you know who, who goes out to these marches with the Muslims to support Palestine? Komlut. Komlut's everywhere. They're going in there. This They are pro-Palestinian. You see how Shaitan loves to confuse us. He loves to confuse Muslims, right? Confusion is the name of the, If it was like clean, crisp cut, Islam and Kufr, it would be easy, right? But no, he loves to do this confusion. And so, right after a period of time, and let me, actually this brings up a whole other point. The American Muslim situation regarding our political groups we have no political group. From June, July, August, September, for four months, the situation with Muslims regarding the Democrats and the left completely soured, and the situation with the right and the Republicans went from icy to almost lukewarm. Why? Because this June, the Ligbit Q situation flipped. Muslims' parents had enough of queer education in their schools, and they stood up against it. In Maryland, thanks to Karim Munib and Coalition of Virtue, and Canada, thanks to many groups up in Canada. This caused a lot of conservatives to have a great deal of respect for Muslims and soften their rhetoric against Muslims. Something I said. A significant portion to be noticeable. Okay? Up until last week. Because the one thing that the right will not, they are religious about, is Israel. Which is good. Good in the sense that no Muslim should ever be cozy with one of these political parties. Because they're based upon a set of ideas that clearly contradict with ours. Even if accidentally we navigate together. When I was young, 
I used to love to sit and look in the in the lane, the you know, the like the le- right lane that's turning right or the left lane that's turning left. At the red light, you see about five blinkers. And you just wait to see them all lined up. And maybe for about three blinks, they'll all blink in unison and then they break up again. Right? Because each car manufacturer makes it a millisecond off, right? But they all, they will line up at one point, one or two blinks will be the same. But that's it. Same thing with Muslims and these political parties. So for four months, things softened up with the right until now. Every right winger, pretty much in my, from what I see, like most, especially if they're with any official capacity, they love Israel more than the United Whatever happened to America first? So when Ukraine happens, because they have a soft spot for Russia, it's America first. But for Israel, no. They got to live and die for Israel. They love Israel so much. So if you had any decent relations with somebody who was conservative, it ends at Israel. Simultaneously, with the left, Muslims are so disgusted. They want to come, we're done with this queer agenda. Right now, it's one thing you put it out there for adults. Now you're putting it for kids. That's where it has to stop. Okay. You look yesterday at every single one of these marches for Palestine. On Saturday, there were a bunch. The, the trans and the gays are there. And the, the LGBT and the trans and, the, and, and queer folk, they're there. Okay. Not something that makes me happy. You, you, you would rather the parties be crisp down the line, but you can't. Like you rather your, your uh, the Ahlul Haq be just Ahlul Haq. Okay. Are all settlers in Palestine considered combatants? They're considered thieves. And you have the right to protect your home. Would they be considered? Yeah, you're, if you're a thief and you're breaking into my home, I have rights over your body. That's it. That's how simple it is. You all saw that famous video that went around where the poor sister is telling an Israeli settler, she's saying, Yaakov, you're living in my house. This is my house. He says, I know it's your house. If I don't steal it, somebody else is going to steal it. Right? If I leave, you don't get it back. Look at the thinking. Oh my gosh. The guy was like a cartoon character type of New York. <laughs> Wasn't he? Did you see it? He was like a cartoon. Hey, if I don't get it, if I, if I, if I leave, you still don't get it back. Right? Talking really fast like that. It's like that. a skit. It's like a skit. It was like a skit. Subhanallah. Okay, so this sports reporter though, Jackson Frank, He's no longer with phillyvoice.com uh, after he expressed support for the Palestinian cause. Okay. So if you ever thought that the LGBT lobby was strong, the Israel lobby, it's one way. So you can have your right-wing folks like Matt Walsh, like Ben Stiller, like all those, Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, Peterson who turned out to be a dog, all these people talking about the harms of trends in the world and all that, as long as you support Israel. That's why they get away with it. You wonder why they get it? It's controlled discourse. It's a controlled discourse. This you can disagree about. 
Israel, you can't. Okay. Uh, this departure and this firing stemmed from his response to a tweet by the Sixers about the escalating violence in Israel and Gaza where hundreds of Israelis and Palestinian civilians have died. The Sixers tweet, tweeted, we stand with people of Israel. See, what's this business with a basketball team? But I'm telling you, it's a corporation. The NFL said the same thing. They put out a thing. The oh, yeah. NBA put uh, Every know, team had to put something out. It's a corporation. These are corporations, okay? These are corporations. Corporations are backed by loans. Loans are, this is at the highest level of officialdom here. Also, the Empire State Building was lit up blue and white for the, yep. the victims of Israel. Germ, everything. It's insane because you rewind like 10 years, right? What was the Empire State Building, you know, what were they doing? They were doing the, the Palestine flag. Yeah. You yeah. go back, you know, uh, you come to this day and age. Yeah. And it's the opposite now. Uh, They're selling out. You see, you can, you can slowly see them yeah. selling out, going to their true colors. They have to. They have to. If they don't toot the horns, right, they're going to upset some very important people. The Sixers said, we stand with the people of Israel and join them in the morning. We're not, Israel's not the 51st state. I think we're the colony. America's the colony. Like, who's in charge here? I don't go, I never see, have you ever seen like Israel light up their building with the American flag? Have you ever seen that? There was actually a video, subhanAllah. It was uh, an American guy. It was yeah. a Christian and he went to, uh, you know, preach in uh, Israel. He was just standing there. He wasn't like being pushy on anyone. And a bunch of these guys, you know, like, they had the whole fit on, the whole outfit on. The Jews, they start spitting at him, right? And they start cursing at him, oh, you uh, pagan, whatever, get away. He's like, I'm an American. He's like, uh, we should kill you right now. Wow. And he's saying, like, and he's like, I'm an American. What do you mean? Yeah. The like, respect level is not, so Israel's not the 51st You state. respect them. They don't care about you. Like, yeah. you guys are licking their, their the, boots. The, this is the most disrespectful, disrespectful recipients of billion dollar packages that you'll ever see. And he says here that, we stand with Israel. We join them in mourning 100 innocent lives to terrorism at the hands of Hamas. Hashtag stand with Israel. Frank responded by quoting the, t- the tweet while adding, this post sucks. Solidarity with Palestine always. He had only recently joined the phillyvoice.com uh, as a sports reporter and he deleted the tweet. The deteriorating situation in the Middle East has exposed schisms in the United States which has been a staunch ally of Israel. I'll tell you where the schism is. The official elites, corporate elites, and everybody else, or most people, non-Republicans, non-Republicans. Republicans, MAGA, right-wingers, tend to be 100% uh, with, uh, with Israel. A pro-Palestine rally has been held for two days in New York. Okay. Also, Rutgers, uh, one of the brothers, he sent a video of, there's a whole gathering of the Jewish community in Rutgers, like, they had a gathering, basically, for this whole thing. What gathering saying what? I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if it was morning or what it was, but, like, it was a, all the Jews came out, basically. It was in, uh, right here. The five for years what? Down. For the, for the, uh, the entire in- uh, situation. So, yeah. Uh, like incident. I guess they were morning. Uh, mm, like a, a vigil. I don't know exactly what it was, but. 
and Palestinians will be having vigils every two months then, if this is the case. Exactly. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the Q&A. We've covered enough, and also I wanted to make this short and brief because take it easy on the, these lungs. Yeah. Yeah, Peterson turned out to be a dog. He he. This this whole thing was maybe only okay, uh, one to two years that he just like a switch, almost like signed a contract to be a full fledged. I mean, it's not even convincing. It's not even convincing. If he was, you know, smart about it, he'd say like. 20% things true, critical, so you look objective. But then steer your, your, your audience, you know. But he's not even close to objectivity. He's just straight up cheerleading. This is how you deceive the people. Like you make, uh, you have a credentials. Like, yep. okay, I study here. And then you use big words that people yep. can't understand. There you go. You sold, you sold it exactly. to the people. Yeah. Now you're the Messiah. Yeah. I mean, if 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 he really wanted to 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 do to 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 work on this and to to move people, you should be a little bit more sophisticated in your in your commentary. All right, read me something. Okay. Just someone saying, "I'm in my twenties. Am I delusional for thinking I could live to see the arrival of the Mahdi?" I actually, to be honest with you, can't do not see how the Zionist plan is tenable. You know, for, for another century, like to to reach the end of the century. We're in twenty twenty four, coming on twenty twenty four. In a blink of an eye, it'll be twenty forty, right? By the time we're old people, we'll be if we live that long and the second half of the football game, right? Second half of the century. I, I don't see how this is tenable, right? And I only yeah. see they have one, we're going to one direction, which is that they will just continue killing people of Gaza. But in so doing, they will have eroded completely any and all sympathies that stem from the Holocaust narrative. Right, they're going to erode it, and they can never live on their own two feet. They always need the support of a superpower. So I don't see how it's 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 really uh, tenable. I think the only thing that's really stopping a like a crazy acceleration is yeah. the idea of nukes, nuclear war. I think a lot of people there that's like for them. It's instead of you know they don't want it to escalate due to that solely yeah. because of that. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it'll be in any manner that we can imagine right now. Hey, turn that light over a little bit more, please. Yeah, just a little bit more. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so can we ask? Uh, so 
Rishad, should they ask unrelated questions or no, no, only Philistine. Okay, only only today's topics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm not gonna answer any. We're not gonna answer any questions. Uh, or we're not gonna read any questions that aren't related. Uh, let's see. Um, why aren't the Palestinians following the hadith that says when Muslims deal with interest and hold on to the tails of cows, then they should leave jihad? Mm, I don't know. Okay, uh, I don't understand the question. Repeat. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I mean, they're asking why the Palestinians aren't following a hadith. This is when Muslims will deal with interest and hold on to the tails of cows, then they should leave jihad. Hmm. Not for that hadith. Okay. Uh, why aren't scholars condemning Hamas for parading naked bodies around, even if women are killing innocent people at the music festival? Why do what? She's saying, why aren't scholars condemning Hamas for par- parading naked bodies around, even if women are killing innocent people at the music festival? Oh, what's right is right, and what's wrong is wrong, but yet, at the same time, um, I haven't gotten around to verifying the, all these videos, but if, it's, if they did that, it's wrong. What's wrong is wrong, and what's right is right. You have to define civilian as well. That's the issue. Define civilian, you know. It's funny when, uh, it was funny when someone posted, Hamas is attacking women. Hold on a second. You're the same people who said there's no difference between a woman and a man. So why should I be outraged by that? And they said they said women should be in the military, right? And so you, you're putting them she, in the military, and then now you're saying she went into the military. Is idea now the music festival is obviously we're not military, but um, I just to say it again as a Sharia ruling is forbidden for a husband or a father to allow his responsibility his those who are under his and guardianship that he must guard them okay to go into any situation where they can be attacked the first and foremost of that would be a war zone is haram to allow that that's why in our books is forbidden it's forbidden for the emir to accept them in the military why? because things like this would happen a lot of these so-called civilians are reservists in the IDF Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're legally, uh, I think one, one of the brothers that uh, he's in the FBI. Yeah. Uh, you know, he mentioned something uh, from from this community, from the NBS community. He mentioned that uh, if you leg- if you own a government issued gun, you are legally a combatant. Mm. That's what saying. So, and the thing is, like, what people are doing is they're cutting the timeline. So it's yeah. like you have a break in between, but you can't cut what happened before to what happened now. Yeah. Right. If you break into someone's house and you stand there and then you wait a day or two. And then you come back and take yourself back. Yeah. Come on. Like you, you, so that's also another argument. Everyone is military because they did spend two years in the military. Did women join the Battle of Yarmouk? No, not as uh, soldiers. Not that I know of, no. Maybe as nurses, yes, all that. But not as soldiers. Okay, uh... How do we answer the claim that Jewish people used to inhabit uh, Palestine before the Muslims took it over? Yeah, and? Then what? What is the issue with that? So Native America, the, 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 the Lenape Indians used to inhabit New Jersey. When you're conquered, we're not saying conquest doesn't happen. When you're conquered, the people you conquer, you must repatriate them in some fashion. Fashion, okay, 
to become citizens of your country, right? So in Islam, what would it happen? You conquer a nation. Once the war is over, you take your prisoners of war. Everybody else is repatriated now as a vimmi, meaning he's under your protection. You owe them protection. They pay you a tax that goes to the military, and you have to protect them. And they get rights. You cannot stop them from working. You cannot stop them from earning money. You cannot stop them from building a home. You cannot go into their home. They're not combatants anymore. So Israel conquered, let's say, all of Philistine. Let's say, say that that's what happened, right? Maybe it was like, in a way, behind the British. The British are the, really the ones who did it. They did the work. Then they gave it to Israel. Now then you have two pockets, West Bank and Gaza. These places remained in no man's land. Neither are they Palestine and recognized by the world as the state of Palestine, nor are they repatriated in, uh, in, in Israel, such that they would be protected, they have running water like everyone else, electricity like everyone else, can get homes, etc. That's the problem there. So, you know, from what I've said before, I have no problem with the concept of world is conquest. Life is all conquest. Yeah. The strong will do, dominate the weak. Religion comes to civilize this process a little bit, to put limits. But even when you will conquer, you have to conquer with humanity to be determined by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? Those are the rules of engagement between humans. And we see that the Sahaba practiced that. That's the value of the passing of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the uh, action of the Sahaba, that generation of Sahaba, they lived and they conquered in the right way. And that's an example to us. Okay? So, all right, Jews, you want the land back. I don't care about your argument. It's a fight. Well, guess what? They want it. That's the truth. Yeah. They won. Who is to blame? We blame our own selves for that. But the problem is now they're not doing it right. Doing it right means make the people of Gaza citizens or give them their own country. But you can't leave them in no man's land here. That's not acceptable in any law. Islamic law, secular law, in any law. You can't leave these people in no man's land. West Bank and Gaza. You have to put them somewhere. Okay. You know, these people making religious claims, yeah, this is our homeland. Now look at the country. You guys are going to gay raise. Oh, uh, you are uh, the least. Most pro-LGBT country in the whole world, probably. Yep. The entire world. They are the there. least uh, religious in their, when their liberals are li almost atheists, gay raves, everything. Tel Aviv is a complete liberal nation, city. And then you have these other settlements of hardcore religious folk, and they despise one another. As I said before, their hardcores would make Taliban seem liberal. Yeah, like their hardcores are really something bad. else. They're something else. Someone said like Benny Goldstein from from New Jersey doesn't have any ties to Bunny Israel. Israel. That's what's really what's going on. These random people, like oh yeah, I'm, you know I'm, I'm Jewish. I have yeah. rights over your land now. Like, these Europeans. All right, so I'll read some more questions. Uh, Okay, please go through the end times prophecy and sequence of, again, uh, of events. Are mm. we seeing the beginning? 
No, we're in the middle of it, I would say. Towards the end of it, I would say. But the big signs have not come yet. Well, we know from the end of time that who is... What is the end? What is the war going to be at the end of time in Islam? It's going to be Al-Yahud and Muslims. Say Naïs ibn Maryam. And it's going to be centered around Jerusalem. We know that the arena of Akhir zaman is there. Okay. This is why one of the Muslims said to one of the Habayb in Yemen, and he said that um, we live in America, it's a source of all this evil, and worried about the end of time. And he said, why are you worried about the end of time? The jet is coming in the east, he's not coming in the west. So there will be a lot of... Uh, the events would happen mainly around the Sham area and around Arabia and Syria, Mecca, Medina, Syria, Jerusalem. Of course, there's you know, important events happening everywhere, but the main events are in those countries. Again, it does not mean that the rest of the world is insignificant. No, you, could choose, you will choose a side. As we can see here, right? Everyone in the world is voicing their opinion. On, on the stage is there in Hashem, but everyone in the world has the ability to, to, to choose a side. One right. of the wisdoms behind social media, I think. So wisdom of technology. No one's left out of this. Yeah. The day of judgment is going to happen. You're going to see all the signs, even yep. if you live in Hawaii. It was hilarious that Israel and America are angry at China because China has not released a sympathetic statement to Israel. <laughs> China's done a lot of things. That... Ch China's breaks a lot of mold. They, they don't care about Darwinism. You know that they don't. Really? It's not something sacred to them. Darwinism. They criticize it all the time. They have their own sacred cows. You can't criticize their government. Ladies and gentlemen, go to grtuk, grtuk.org slash Safina Society. This is very important. Okay. grtuk.org slash Safina Society. And support, money will go directly to, uh, as you saw the video, if you didn't see it, you can rewind back. The brother there who's working with this organization, grtuk.org slash Sufina Society. Uh, someone's asking, how do we pressure Muslim rich countries like uh, Saudi and UAE to help provide aid? Uh, how do we pressure these countries to provide aid? I don't even bother with those big picture things. I only operate at the granular level. That's the only thing that's practical. That's the only thing that's uh, in terms of action. And the, pract the granular is the most important way to make change because big people, important people, where do they emerge out of? They emerge out of regular people. So if the habits of regular people are really good, eventually one day one of those people will be a very important person who makes systems, who creates policies okay, that affect hundreds of thousands. That is the prophetic way of change. right? Because it's, we can't look at, there's us down here, and then there's the systems and the big countries. It's not a disconnect. Mm. Okay? There is an endless connection between these two layers. We may not be able to see it, but 
I mean, look at who are the most powerful people in the last few centuries. Probably you would say are the American presidents. Well, the American presidents are not fashioned off on an island somewhere. They come from the regular towns, like everybody else. Uh, they're making a movie recently about uh, or coming up on Golda Meir. Well, who is she? She's a regular woman from Wisconsin. She, well, who, what, who is Benjamin Netanyahu? Probably one of the most important people in the world, influential people in the world right now. A Jew from Philly. You know that? He's a Jew from around the corner. He's just a, a guy from around the corner. So all of these, the, uh, these super powerful people who make, create these systems, they say systemic you know, um, injustice or systemic uh, poverty or whatever. The people who, those systems are made by human beings. Judges, decision makers, presidents, governors, mayors, CEOs, billionaires, okay? They don't come out of a vacuum. They come out of the world that we all inhabit. And one of you may be one of them. One of your kids may be one of them. So if every one of our personal environments are rectified regarding consciousness of justice, consciousness of poverty, consciousness of all these things, okay? And when you're constantly giving to the poor, you are constantly seeing the poor. And that puts your scales of life, of importance in perspective. So we do what we can do. But if everybody does that, then eventually, some little by little, you can't change these things overnight like the communists try to do. All roads lead back to LGBT and communism, Marxism, on this program. All roads of shar eventually will lead back to these two pinatas. I think there's a higher genus, though. Which is what? Individual freedom. Individualism? Individual freedom, like... It's putting the individual over the community or something other than the self. Yeah. When you say that? In higher what? Because LGBT, like, as in they all have that common genus kind of. Yeah. They're all, it's, like, it's shahwat. LGBT is like a, a fara of like. Oh, yeah. The, the, the asl yeah. is, is materialism. Or we do what we feel like or yeah. we, what we want. Yeah. The asl is that decisions are made because of, we make life decisions and life philosophies based upon our desires or upon our own ideas. That's the asl of Kufr is one of those two things. Shahawat and Shubuhat. Desires, the way of desires and the way of false ideas. In any event, we trick it's gonna tr it's gonna change slowly by that. That's why soup kitchens and stuff like that are extremely important. You never know a recipient from this soup kitchen that we are running, or any soup kitchen in the world, or a child whose parent is a chef. You know, that could be your next Warren Buffett. You don't think that he is personally affected and that will affect his decision-making going forward, what to do with his billions? The next um, president of the country can come out of one of these soup kitchens. You think I'm kidding? Uh, Bill Clinton wasn't some rich guy, right? He wasn't some rich guy. That's the philosophy that we take here. And that's the, the prophet's granular philosophy. All right, now who is this Avi Shalem? I think. What's his deal? Exactly? He's um, 
Uh, this whole video, it's actually really good. Uh, he's uh, apparently a Jew, and he was he used to be pro-Israel, mm -hmm. but now like he speaks against it, and he shows his uh, like he talks about his time in Palestine and what mm. he saw and how uh, you know he used to cry for like weeks. One of the things that he stated was uh, you know, we should after seeing what happened there. Yeah, we should check out some of his videos yeah, I can and maybe show it videos. tomorrow. Um, he outlines the situation pretty well, though, like uh, the whole like, like for people that don't know about this, mm. the situation. Is he a historian? I don't, I'm not sure, but uh, he seems to have a lot of experience with, like, on-hand experience as well. Yeah. In Palestine, in Palestine and the region. So. All right, folks, let's stop here so we don't totally exhaust ourselves. Okay. Any final questions on Instagram or comments? Is this episode going to be saved? Yes, it is. Last comment here on YouTube, Truth Space. Modi said BJP's opinion. I didn't use India. India in the beginning supported Palestine. And now from 2014, it's completely uh, Zionist, of course. Okay, as the Quran says. Quran is the first uh, lens of analysis because it gives you the macro principles. Okay, and then anything else would be an exception. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Nashadu an la ilaha illa anta. Nasaghfiru wa natubu ilayk. Wal asr. Inna al-insana lafi khusr. إلا الذين آمنوا من الصالحات وتواسوا بالحق وتواسوا بالصبر والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Oh